I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. So we have 200 tickets left for our Valentine's Galentine show on the 14th of February. So the Saturday, as you know, is gone. No tickets to be had. So if you want to come and you are bored on Valentine's Day, don't have a booze thing, or you do and you doesn't really celebrate it, then grab tickets, grab your gals to go to our Valentine's night. It's going to be sexy, fun, just a great old show. If you've seen them online, if you haven't been, so come on to the shows, go to Podcast dot com to get tickets we can't yes. wait to see you gals dying 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 for that show it's creeping up fast as well I know, so next month before you know it girls it is going to be here so today we have a fun little episode in store for you we are going to be talking to a female entrepreneur but first we thought we'd start it off a little bit of a lull because i found something on twitter which i just thought was so fucking funny um it was this tweet that was put up it went viral last week and it was a tweet that a guy put up and he said Every guy needs a lady drawer if he plans to have frequent guests. With that that accent, I could just crawl out of my own skin. So Casey Frey. He's like, you gonna make me act up? You gonna make me act up? You've asked the song and your panties ain't wet. (laughs) And in the lady... Where is he? I haven't seen him around for a while. I know. I wonder what he's up to. So in the lady drawer, there was like a toothbrush nail varnish remover. Which I just found insanely random. I mean... So, do you know where this tweet came from? America, England? It's America, defo. I can tell by the product. So, there is uh, two packets of Tampax. Um, (laughs) There is flushable wipes. uh, Two things of nail varnish remover. A wet brush. Oh, that's good. Two silk scrunchies. Okay. Um, Now, there is a dildo. Okay, let me do this for (laughs) I just saw the dildo. That's a dildo? That is 100. Look at the top of that. That is like. Oh the, my god! Like, is that a communal vibrator for all the <laughs> for all the guys? When I'm presuming you have a dick. <laughs> the silk scrunchies down with the pink wet brush. That's very handy. Very the Tampax. For me. Okay. So we want to talk about. If you went back to a guy's house one night stand kind of vibe or yes. a guy that you were maybe loosely seeing for not a long time it was like vague yeah you're just going back to a guy's gaff you don't know him that well it's like you, yeah. you haven't left your you haven't made your own lady drawer you okay? don't know if either you seeing other people or that kind yeah, of thing yeah so like we obviously have one of our an iconic video what's in my shag bag on youtube uh, which is we and Lindsay call our shag bag because it's like the bag that you bring that's your cute little bag but you have all your senses in it yeah so you're looking like you're going to a date but actually with holding in that bag yes it withhold 
everything that you will need to maintain your look <laughs> and for your the next day your post ride look that you know go go watch the video go your watch the video bits, your little bits that you need so yeah that's an inspiring video yes. for going out on your dates and still be looking cute so this guy is basically <laughs> saying shag bag not needed I have it all in my drawer so you can be comfortable when you go makeup, over. Makeup remover wipes. I mean, there's a, there's quite a lot of shit in here. I, I don't know what this is. I have a feeling this might be, there's some sort of pink thing here. I don't know. It Let's could see. be like, I can only see the side of the thing. So I've, it says easy guide. Maybe it's like hair, hair removal wax strips. Oh yeah, That's I think what I I'm can feeling. see it eyebrow it looks like veet strips so he has makeup remover and tampons and scrunchies and hairbrushes and a vibrator of course as we all need and i mean it's a dildo shaped vibrator too which like i'm triggered by because like at least get a bullet i mean in the packet sealed i don't want <laughs> just numerous bullets for the numerous women who are coming but it's in also both of like, both physically and literally but so have you gone back to a guy's house like I do like it when I go back to a guy's house we've talked about it many times before where you go back and like I mean terrible when there's just a bar of soap totally and no towel oh yeah <laughs> tissue paper yeah <laughs> like a bar of cheap ass soap too it's like the clear yellow one from Booth that's 50 imperial leather imperial <laughs> And it's been there. It has that horrible black stripes on oh, it. No soap like, dish. No. No soap on a dish. Dirty ass sink. Like the so you pick it up and it's like. <laughs> I hate the black lines. Oh, Do you know when yeah. soap gets why the cracks of black? I'm like, Disgusting. what is that mold? Disgusting. Like soap mold. Does that you're soap supposed to be clean? clean? <laughs> um, I mean, I would always come prepared. Yeah. As in that's. The shag bag. Yeah. But I every would now never... and again, we do get caught off guard. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you can be like, just popping out and suddenly, when you're single, yeah. it's so like, Carrie Bradshaw, yeah. you're just popping out to a museum and you meet a wonderful man and you end up fornicating. But... <laughs> has happened to me so many times. So many times. times. Anytime I go to Emma. <laughs> all those times. <laughs> but, um, I think I would be a bit put off. Yeah. More so in my earlier years. I remember that being a big conversation in college. I remember my friend was seeing a guy very loosely, like, I mean, after, you know, college nights out or whatever, they would maybe hook up or maybe not. So it wasn't like a consistent thing. It was kind of like, I fancy him and he sometimes chooses to fancy me back when there's no other options kind of guy. And she went back and he had like a lot of toothbrushes in his bathroom. And she was like, eh. But I think that definitely was like when she was younger and she wasn't used to men having a lot of toothbrushes you know the way yeah so you're thinking it's not just me but um I went back to a guy's house before and he had a toothbrush in the package yeah spare vibes for me that was like just about that was fine yeah a toothbrush toothbrush grant because everyone has a spare toothbrush or should do if you're you know an organized hoe yeah but um a specific drawer for these ladies no, no, I mean, like, I think we're both on the same pl- plan that, like, a lady drawer is minging. But what I mean is, like, where would, what would your limits be of, like, appreciated? So, like, I think for me, it's, like, the appreciated level of things is, like, it could also be yours. Like, when I went back to Evans House the first time, mm-hmm. loads of products, loads of skincare. That oh, could also okay. be his. You just want a guy who is looking after their skin. Well, not even that. I just, I appreciate going back to a guy's house and not having to bring my moisturizer, my thing, my SPF, you know, like, because yeah. like there, it, like when you go back to the guy who has the Imperial Leather Soap Bar, mm-hmm. like 
I mean, not only does it say a lot about him, but it also says a lot about how the fuck I'm going to look the next day. And I can't stand a man when you do go back and they just have the bar of soap and they're just like so perplexed as to why you would ever need anything. <laughs> like, have you got any cleanser? What? What? Cleanser? <laughs> no. What the fuck? Moisturizer? Anything? Anything? Lo- lotion? A wanking lotion? I'll Literally, put on my face. Vaseline. At this point, I'll, yeah. I'll smear it on my gob. Just something. But like when they're just so, it's like they've just never been around a female before, and they're yeah. like, "Hold on, what? You yeah. need something for your face?" That infuriates me. So I'd like someone who at least. I mean, I think it's kind of like in this day and age, and at a certain age, you're aware. There's no like secrecy anymore. Yeah. If you're single. And you're going out and you're getting with guys. It's happening. So yeah. I do like a prepared man. So yeah. I think I could live actually with a lady drawer. I think I could live with a certain type of... So let's let's go into what would you deem appropriate yeah. for a lady drawer? Number one, I would say like scrunchies. Like a, a scrunchies and a hairbrush. I'd be down with that. A hairbrush. What if it had like blonde hairs coming out of it? Well, I'm also like, you know, saying I hope this guy is clean. I'm not exactly talking about like a used hairbrush. I'm just saying like at least he's pulling the hairs out of it. Okay. Okay. I don't need it. I don't need it new. Every shag. Yeah. Being that hair. Well, if he's organized enough to have a fucking lady drawer, this guy is clearly like some level of American psycho. Okay. He also has one of those, you know, in hairdressers, they have those like boxes to put all the utensils. <laughs> that like de-germ it or whatever. Here's one of those. Sanitary. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I have to do my hygiene. <laughs> 100 euro on Amazon. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. know which is just slots in or I don't know the it's same very thing. very handy for my frequent guests. Frequent, <laughs> frequent guests. Gross. Just say like, if you plan on shagging. Like, frequent guests is so like, couldn't be sexual. Like, guests. Yeah. Lady friends. It's so rotisserie so, or something. It's so lady friends. Lady friend. Ugh. Oh. So, you are you could deal with a scrunchie and a brush. I could honestly, especially a brush, I'd prefer a black bobbin than a scrunchie. A scrunchie is a bit too woke for me. Okay, yes. Like a pack of bobbins, like the the yeah. really the really cheap ones or whatever. Penny's black, just simple bobbin yeah. would be fine. Now with the one that you showed me, the picture of the lady drawer that you showed me, like I mean, the tampons is just like next level. I would not need any kind of sanitation. I would not definitely not need a man to like I know periods come sometimes when you don't expect, but yeah. like I would never want a guy that to I'm provide kind of, it to be like oh tampon. Boner killer for or me. there's some in the drawer there. I'd be like, oh, okay. It's a no from me. Because like I've dealt with, you know, a surprise period and I'll just put tissue down. Yeah. I'd prefer to put tissue down. And to be honest, in my shag a bag, a shag bag basic is like a, at least a panty liner. Something, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I will always have something. And if not, like I'm grand going down to spar and just being like, oh. you know, yeah, there's always totally. a shop nearby. I really don't want the fella at my, my one night stand and the likelihood them. of him giving you the correct tampon size is pretty low. Yeah. He's going to get the tiny one or else the massive one. I don't <laughs> think he's going to get the in-betweeny one that I like. But um, what else would I like in the lady drawer? I would definitely face wipes that he has in that picture. Yeah. It's just so handy. A face wipe, even like honestly a baby wipe moment. Anything. I don't care. Like just yeah. something that I can like actually take off at least the like superficial layer of grime off my and face. And then the rest I can just use with water yeah. or whatever. But yeah, Cleansing wipe Sometimes I've been in Like I've used the cleansing wipe And moistened it under the tap And like scrubbed a bit more It's a little tip for you there girls Yeah 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 But um I think that would be about it And a toothbrush definitely And I don't need a new toothbrush If he's like Do you want to use my toothbrush Fine Oh that's grand Or if he just goes There's a spare toothbrush there And it's like 
one there and that's fine I don't I, I don't need them I, to be honest I would like I mean if a guy had a multi-pack of toothbrushes in their seal thing I wouldn't bat an eyelid because I'm like whatever no. we always need like someone staying over yeah a spare toothbrush doesn't trigger more um no. But I do think uh, the dick-shaped dildo would be the uh, the line I for just moi. Don't know when I'd need that. <laughs> no, it's like, like he's like. By the way, I might not be making you orgasm. So if you want to sneak off, you finish sleep. yourself in the shower. I mean, how desperate would you be for an orgasm? I'd prefer to just go home and freak myself. Oh God, seriously. Um, so let us know about your lady drawer. What would you? What would you be triggered about? And or uh, have you gone back to a guy's yeah. house and been like? Okay, this is next level. He is prepared. <laughs> this guy's a We've all seen bag. stuff. Like I remember sometimes, I, I think when I first was with Jimmy in England and he had like some gal's old makeup. Okay, yeah. I wasn't triggered. Same with Evan. First few times I came over, there was simple brand eye makeup remover. And you know what? I went, thank you very much because these wipes are not taking off my face. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you gotta like thank thank the previous female. You just gotta swallow you know? your pride sometimes and be like grand to be honest. I mean, I've left a cleanser at a guy's house before and I'm Me like, too. you're welcome. Pay it forward, new if woman. you will. Yeah. Um, so, uh, our guest is about to arrive. I will introduce her now before she comes because this could be Scarlet when you're sitting there being like... <laughs> yeah, we usually have to like, can you be quiet while we introduce this? <laughs> so today we have Neve McCabe, who is the creative director of her own interior design company, Spacey Studio, a visual artist and a very good friend of the pod. She currently works out of Atelier Macer, which she also designed, Lucky Felix. Stab on that. And works currently for both domestic and corporate clients from San Francisco to Dublin she's an inspiring entrepreneur who seems to have endless self-motivation and creativity and we are delighted to have her on the pod today answering some of your questions which you submitted to us all about being an entrepreneur creating your own business self-employed vibes stay tuned bitches hello Neve. hey how hey, are you fabulous how are you, how are you? <laughs> thanks so much for having me no problem, no problem. We've already given you a very, uh, we flexed a lot on you in I your intro. Stunning. So you'll, you'll hear that when you listen back. <laughs> we were like, we'll, surprise. We'll, we'll spare her having to hear us being like, an incredible yeah. woman, lady boss. <laughs> we didn't call you a lady boss, no. <laughs> girl boss. No, I hate the girl boss. Vibes. We actually got a lot of questions about that. We didn't include them too much because we didn't want this to be a whole like feminine yeah. kind of podcast. I kind of think that of takes away from your actual skills when yeah. someone's like, Girl boss. Girl boss. Well, you're it's like, like saying no. you're not a boss, you're a girl boss. Which yeah. all, all makes it different. It's like the, by saying girl boss, it's saying that like you're not the same as the man boss. Yeah, totally. I feel it's kind of like girls need a fun name. And yeah. yeah. Just, I'm not a boss, I'm a girl cute boss. Yeah, <laughs> totally. A heart over my eyes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so we got a lot of questions, but we kind of mapped them out to be a full circle podcast. Okay, to cool. kind of inspire our listeners if they have ideas or if they want if they're kind of toying with the idea of like doing something whether it's a side hustle or a mm-hmm. full-time thing doing it by themselves totally you know because I think a lot of people have ideas and find it hard to like launch yeah. those ideas into yeah. something so the first question we got was how to know you found the right idea and what did you invest your time in when starting out okay so I don't know if you ever know if you found the right idea mm-hmm. and yeah. that's kind of part of working for yourself yeah. and being creative you have to just try as many ideas as possible so do you want to maybe uh, which I think would be interesting talk about I know you used to have an app yeah so maybe talk us through that like which was one of your first kind of entrepreneurial adventures well so actually I've always worked for myself okay. so even before the app I worked for myself I moved to San Francisco and I was supposed to be doing that intern visa 
But um, I was working like three different jobs and one of them was for myself. Mm-hmm. So I did up an office space and painted a mural there. And that was kind of my first taste of like, actually, sorry, I'm wrong. I studied graphic design. So mm-hmm. I've always been working little side jobs. Like yeah. if you're a designer, you get asked to do all kinds of stuff like poster for an event or like random photography or something that you kind of always are like working for yourself yeah so um yeah when I went to San Francisco I was like doing internships and part-time in a photography studio part-time in a textile studio part-time doing interiors by myself so it was like such a mix and then when I came back that's mm-hmm. when I started the dating app yeah so <clears throat> which is so it girls as well like, yeah it was so, so fun a, a dating yeah. app and it was so such fun. an it girlsy kind of idea yeah it as well. Mm-hmm. well okay so I didn't actually start it but I was one of like the co-founders mm-hmm. so my friend Liam came up with the idea and it was an app that you would match make people you knew which is a really fun idea like, yeah. because oh, good. especially if you're in a relationship and you have like some single friends you're like okay you and you should like <laughs> yeah. meet up go on a date and it was kind of I remember the whole idea of it was for people in relationships to mm. still be able to partake in the fun yeah. of online dating because it was like you can be on it if yeah. you're in a relationship and matching your friends together because sometimes like I'm like oh I'd love to see what's going on in totally. Tinder not to indulge it but just to see the ghastness yeah, yeah. Of and maybe I'm wrong but I think like Three years ago, Tinder and Bumble were massive. Yeah. Like, oh, bigger were. than now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was on both of them at the time. I mean, I was on whatever. And I was also <laughs> on Love Guru. I was just, like, having so much fun using the apps. Yeah. And yeah. then with Love Guru, where you match make other people, it just brought, like, a whole other element into it. So, yeah, you're right. Like, someone who was in a relationship could kind of still go on and play. Yeah. You could be involved in the yeah. whole, like, app kind of culture because when you are in a relationship and those apps are kind of isolating because your friends are like mm. on Tinder like you wouldn't know you haven't been on Tinder yeah. it depends on your friend group like totally. if your friends are mostly single then yeah. you're totally left out but yeah then if because I remember when I was single and all my friends were in relationships and they're like what's this Tinder I know. it sounds mad I'm like you don't even know it's all I yeah. go through <laughs> totally or when your friends are like show me or your profile should be like this or you should do that yeah you're kind of like let me just do my thing. Yeah. I'm like... Or they're like, that's so random. You don't speak like that. You're like, it's just how you have to talk. Yeah. To fucking Tinder. Just let me live. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm copying the other girls. You got fellas yeah. off Tinder. So how did you know, like, say for example, the question is like, how do you know when it's the right idea? Like with Love Guru, were you just like, did it kind of, when you heard the idea for it or did you, did you think of it together with Liam? Or no, so Liam kind of came up idea? with the idea and then... You were kind of like, I'm going to be on board with this. Yeah, and he needed a designer. Okay. So I designed all the app and the branding and all that kind of stuff. So I worked alongside him and May and we worked on it for, I think it was like six to nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was the first time I had kind of done like web and app design. Yeah. And it was great for a while, but I realized very quickly that it actually wasn't the creative, like... Wasn't direction fitting. that yeah. I needed to go yeah like I know I mean people are fulfilled in different ways but I felt like it kind of wasn't tangible yeah like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. on line like mm. I couldn't it's web design which yeah. is it's not as like you're not you're not having any well you are having a finished product but it's not tangible as you said yeah like, it's not like a I've done the design and now it's being made in front of me totally kind of thing. yeah yeah I mean like I'd say people probably argue that it is but like guess, in my yeah. mind I like like working with my hands I kind of need something that's like in front of me that I can mm. make yeah. like making is a massive mm-hmm. part of my creativity yeah um 
so yeah, it kind of ran its course and then I was like, I just need a change. And I am the kind of person who I'm probably like to a fault so impulsive that when I see that something's like done, I yeah. was like, okay, I have to get out now. Like okay. I just couldn't see myself growing in that role anymore. It just wasn't fulfilling me. And mm, I was yeah. like, okay, I have to quit. So I uh, gave up that role and I went on the dole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I was trying to figure out like what was my next step like do I want to get a job in the studio do I want to do my own thing am I going to do freelance like there's so many options again like in all careers but yeah. like especially yeah. in cre- like in a creative role there's so many options in design especially it's always one thing I fucking wish I remember when I went to New York it was like every single fucking paid internship was like creative design yeah. graphic design I'm like dear god if you want to do something creative and you don't know what do a degree in graphic totally. design or do something that like teaches you because I went I did painting in a yeah. city which yeah. is like I wasn't going to be learning anything that I couldn't teach yeah. myself so yeah. if I was to redo college I would either do design or jewellery yeah. or whatever something set. that I was using something yeah. that I could never because like, I could have just sat home and painted yeah. as I was yeah. like but totally. I didn't learn anything or how to use any machines so you did you were in IA yeah so IDT. I was in IDT I did visual communication design which is basically graphic design mm-hmm. but like I was just thinking about it everyone who came out of my course is doing a different thing now really and they're all doing really well so like my best friends like Fina she's a UI UX designer mm-hmm. she's so it's like app and web design she's in a tech company and doing so well then Archie he is an amazing typographer and graphic mm. designer so he's in the studio but he also like designs typefaces yeah 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 and then Rosie is videographer and photographer so interesting and then I'm doing interior design and spatial design and we all did the same course but I think what you were saying about like doing the app thing yeah and I mean from this question like how do you know you find the right yeah. idea it can feel like entrepreneurs or someone who knows like it's you have a definite idea from the start yeah. where I think you do have to like every job you do whether it's like in a cafe or totally. with an app you can pick up what you like it's like mm-hmm. men you yeah. date different people and yeah. then you're like yeah. I like this and I didn't like yeah. that so for my next role I don't want to yeah say for you you were like not fulfilled by the online graphics and not yeah. having your kind of hands worked in that way with your creativity so how did you then you said you were you took some time off you were yeah. on the dole so and then you decided um, to I yes I decided to start Spacey Studio and who knows if it's the right thing it is for now but I see it growing and developing constantly because I want to do all different types of creative things so to know if it's the right one I think you just have to put yourself out there and try lots Mm -hmm. of different things Mm -hmm. I've done internships in textile and screen printing Um, I worked in a letterpress studio I worked in advertising agency I did the app I worked as a photographer like these are all just different things that Mm. I've tried out and how do you think you got those jobs like because do you think it was from your degree or from your confidence um I guess like I was always kind of searching for what I wanted to do because I never knew like I started college and I dropped out I did some random course and when I dropped out I was like what am I doing with my life Mm. my mom was like me if you're really good at art and I was like hmm <laughs> I never thought that was a, somewhere I could go like yeah. I never saw mm. it as something I could make into a career and so then I did um the portfolio course went to our college but like I didn't know if it was like graphic design or typography or textiles yeah. or whatever 
I just had to try everything out. Yeah. I think well, that's I, the best thing. I think you have a certain level and you need like with this question like how do you know it's the right idea? Like no one knows anything no, is the right idea. Don't. Like Lindsay and I when we started Ickals was never like this is mm. the right idea for a business. But yeah. like we you just kind of have to throw yourself in at the mm-hmm. deep end of it, I think. Yeah. And I was similar to you like <clears throat> I did like fucking internships and yeah. art galleries and I worked for an artist mm-hmm. and I worked in a magazine and I thought, it, you know, all these different things. And like, you have to realize that every little part of your like story yeah. will lead you to somewhere where it could be the right idea, but you just have to not have, you can't like, it's, it's a funny thing is I think some people even ask me like, you know, where's the balance between like second guessing yourself and being conservative with like okay I'm going to try this full time but also Mm. having kind of confidence while being like you know what I am going to be because like you know interior and spatial design is quite a neat it's definitely a niche you know you don't meet a lot of people who are like yeah into that you know that way and it's a if you do well in it it's you do really well in it but it can also be quite hard because I think you have to be Mm. very proactive in like approaching clients and stuff like that you know that way so I think you are good in the sense that you have confidence I think the right amount of confidence in your ideas you know yeah like I obviously question myself too you know I have days where I'm like oh what am I doing and then I have to like weigh it up like what are my other options am I going to get a full-time job and be employed and that for me isn't like a viable option right now because I just know that it's not going to fulfill me at this moment yeah yeah and I'm also like lucky enough that at this moment I don't have kids I don't have a mortgage I kind of have to just give it my all you while I space. can. Yeah. yeah. You have the spacey now. I have the spacey. <laughs> you have so, the spacey studio. <laughs> just to finish that question, when you were like taking time out, how did you launch that to getting, like what was, yeah. did you invest your time in first? Because mm. I think that's so overwhelming when you're thinking about starting totally. something, whether it's creative or just doing something, the actual launch yeah. pad of like where to begin when you Yes. Yeah. Okay, first off, talk to yourself nicely and figure out what you're good at. Like okay. nurture your actual talents and your gifts Mm -hmm. if you start figuring out that like like I was able to take a little bit of headspace and be like okay what is it that I actually like doing I was like I like having you know um my I like working for myself like I'm kind of um bossy and maybe a little bit of control freak Mm with work you Mm -hmm. know so like working for myself something that I knew I wanted to do then I was like interiors obviously but then with uh, my own brand I actually got to see my branding my logo mm. my website which fulfills all my graphic design kind of needs mm-hmm. then I did my photography myself for the first two years so like I was able to kind of pick out gifts and like things that I have myself and I think that's what most people should do mm-hmm. if you find if you can like figure out what you actually are good at then that's the best way to kind of grow something you know there's no point in like trying to be a podcaster if like Mm. speaking doesn't come naturally to you or if you don't have a way with words because like that would be really hard for me to like try start a podcast Mm. you know but like it's obviously your gift so you're able to like nurture it and grow it Mm. into something that's um and sometimes it is kind of like when you are doing your own thing you can find yourself time wasting when you're just pushing yourself to do things that you aren't skilled at. Yeah. Like I will even do that sometimes via like social media. I'll mm-hmm. see like, I don't know, for example, vlogging is something I yeah. like, but I'll be so used to seeing other people's kind of way that they do it and try and emulate yeah. that. And it's just such a time-wasting experience mm-hmm. because I'm not, it's not natural to me. Well, you're not, you're not like going down a creative route of like exploring and finding your own style. Mm. Like obviously you yeah. do now, but like it, everyone I think can be, 
uh, guilty of doing that sometimes especially yeah. now with social media like say with like interior design like the interiors and stuff are such a big thing yeah. now on Instagram and like yeah. everyone wants like these kind of like you know millennial pink apartments and everything yeah. and so yeah. people could be like I like looking at that image I want to be an interior designer yeah. and you can then be trying to fit like a square into mm. a circle kind of thing yeah, where it's like yeah. maybe you're that's not your you know where your skill set mm-hmm. is so I think if you have an idea as well like for a business it's probably good to see like what are the skills that yeah. are needed for that because like yeah everyone loves interiors yeah yeah but like are you able to do branding are you able yeah. to do like mock-ups and have like you know all of these kind of skill sets yeah. that you will probably mm-hmm. need to actually be professional and that's definitely like a maturity marriage. thing because it's yeah. like when you're young and you're like I want to be an actress and it's like okay do you want to literally learn scripts are you good at yeah. learning lines yeah. relaying them in it like totally. if you have to do the steps and I think with entrepreneurship you have to think of the steps rather than a lot of people will think of the end goal yeah yeah, yeah. and you're not thinking about what will I do Monday Tuesday mm. Wednesday you're thinking like I want to be this singer and it's like Can you do that? Like, can you do all the steps to get to that point? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So like when it comes to like uh, investing your time when you're starting out, like I think, you know, you obviously spend some time like doing your branding, getting your logo together. Once you had all that set up, what were you kind of focusing on? Was it like getting clients or was it kind of more like getting your name out there and networking? Yeah, um... So I think first thing I you kind of have to decide what you are yeah like what are you doing what's your title even before it's ever set up and so I decided one day I was like I'm an interior designer mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just yeah. was like that's it yeah I'm doing it yeah and that was even before my website was set up or anything but I was like I'm an interior designer yeah and I was like it's gonna be called Spaces Studio and so I was at an event and I started talking to this guy who I had met years ago another event and he was like what are you up to now and I was like I'm an interior designer and he was like (laughs) he was like no way we're looking to get our office done up and I was like 
oh my god shoot me an email and he was like yeah okay like do you have a business card or whatever I was like no look I'll take yours I didn't have business cards yeah I was like I'll take yours I'll shoot you over an email I went home that night at 10pm and made my portfolio. Good woman. That is like, confidence. And that is so inspiring because it's like you put that name on yourself and I think, I don't know if it's females or sometimes you can feel a bit like, even with the podcast, they're like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I don't even know what I do. Like, I know, I just yeah. Social media. So it's good to give yeah. you a role. Yeah. Because yeah. that totally. gives you like a sense of kind of importance. Totally. And it's and like it's like having almost being in drag. You're like that is me now. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is my identity. And like the more you say it, then people will only take you seriously. If, instead of being like, oh, I don't know, like I kind of do this know. weird thing on social media. Oh, and oh. it's kind of like the rest will catch up once you yeah. give yourself the title. You'll yeah. figure out all the yeah. fine print later. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. You know, you hear that a lot in like entrepreneurship. You know, like you hear that some people like. Or even like in acting or in music, like they'll be like, "Oh, do you want to do a gig next week?" You have to be like, "Yeah," and then you're like, yeah. "How do I do it?" Like you me and Lindsay, yeah. yeah. with our first podcast festival, they were like, "Do you want to do the Dublin podcast festival?" We were like, "Yeah, sure." And they were like, "What the fuck do we do yeah. for our yeah. show?" You figure it out later, but you don't you want do. the person who's giving you this opportunity to know that you're figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. So you went home, and what was your yeah, first? So like went home, and I was like, <gasps> "Okay, I like made it all up. <laughs> I like sent in this email and." um I mean, he knew I had just started. Yeah. And I actually think it's, like, fine to be like, look, like, I'm really early in my career, but, like, I want to do a really good job. I'll, like, do it for a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, because then they're, like, they know what they're getting themselves in for. Yeah. And they'll either give you the opportunity, or if it's too big a project, they'll be like, look, we actually need something yeah. more experienced. The That's honesty fine. is so important I as think well. so, yeah. Because you don't want to set yourself up for, like, you know, taking on redesigning the Facebook headquarters. I know, yeah. When yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that way. And that was one question we did get, which was, like, how do you um, kind of balance between taking saying yes to opportunities while also not overworking yourself and taking on too much? Yeah, so I think that's that a is, good answer to it. Like yeah. that, be honest about it. I think be honest. Um, like with that first project, they were amazing. Like maybe my best clients to date. Like just so sound. And they really supported me through everything. Gave me really good feedback all the way along. And like in hindsight, I can look back and I'm like, oh my God, it was... Like the project ended up good yeah. but like the way even the way I was like sending emails or like updating them probably too often okay yeah. you know like I should have mm-hmm. maybe put it all into one email at mm. the end of the week whereas I'd be like <laughs> like <Send a> stool. <laughs> yeah. yeah found a yellow chair and they'd be like cool <laughs> but like I just was learning yeah. you know and they knew that I was learning as well so like yeah it was kind of gas yeah um but yeah they're so saying so sorry what was that question just like oh, how but not overworking yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm kind yes. of dealing with that now. Mm-hmm. I think it does take a while to build up like actual clients. Um, just to get your name out there it takes mm. so long. Yeah, I kind of have this thing that's like, it takes ten years. That's what I always tell myself yeah. because anyone that I really look up to, like Dick Blow or mm-hmm. uh, Jen Atkins. She's mm-hmm. such a badass. I loved, I watched her sobriety. Video. Oh, she's so good. She's amazing. She's so cool. And like her story, she just came from like the middle of America. She was like, I had $500 in my purse. I moved to LA. I didn't have anywhere to live. And then she's like doing the Kardashians hair. Yeah. Has a way brand. Yeah. I like her. You definitely need those people. You do. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially I do feel as a female because yeah. when you're hearing women speak a certain type of way it's just so inspiring like yeah. I'm obsessed with Sharma Reed. I think I told you about her yeah. before yeah. she's making her own beauty app and oh, yeah. she was kind of comparing in a podcast about like Instagram and her app mm, which is yeah. like two years old maybe and yeah. she's like I have to keep on reminding yeah. myself that Instagram's been around 10 years yeah. 
So of course it's so much more yeah. advanced than my new app because we're still finding out. So yeah. yeah, so like for the not ever working question, I try really hard not to work weekends mm-hmm. because like you can just run you can work all the time. Yeah. But I try really hard not to work weekends and Mondays I never do meetings. This is a special exception. <laughs> but yeah. like I never ever meet anyone on a Monday because okay. I'm like that's you my can day do for your like shit. Yeah. scheduling, emailing, like getting loads done. And then I can kind of get into the week of like Setting whatever. up your week. Yeah. Because it is a luxury when you are self-employed to be yeah. able to kind of figure out and track how you work best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I like Mondays as well to kind of set up the week and get everything organized, like shopping in yeah. and getting yeah. done. So then for the rest of the week, set up. I'm just like, it's yeah. more clockwork. Um, so one question that I got a lot about uh, in my Instagram was kind of about financing mm-hmm. and like, do you need investors? Do you need a huge amount of money? Should I be saving for a year? Can I have a job? Like, so what would be your yeah. kind of input on that? Like if you were to advise someone on starting the thing, like do they need investors or do you think having as a side hustle for a while can be good? Yeah, I kind of think it depends on what your business is. Yeah. If it's a product that you're trying to make, you'll probably need investment or yeah. a bit of money because you actually have to pay for the product yeah. to be you manufactured and test. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like I am a service-based company, so every hour that I work a bill, Mm -hmm. you know, so like I would recommend someone doing it as a side hustle until it's viable for them to do it full time. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. I think like it also helps you realize like it can make you do like baby steps, like grow Mm -hmm. slowly, which I think is important too, but it also means that you can kind of see if it is for you. You don't really want to get, I would say like even if you are doing a product, you know, if you had a bit of savings maybe do that because like if you've got investors you have someone to answer to yeah. and if you get like if you raise like you might be really good at raising money and say if you raise like I don't know whatever 100k for a yeah. product and then you make it and you're like I don't really like doing yeah. this you have to pay them back totally. like there's no out about it you know yeah. so I think like having as a side hustle like you were even on the dole like that's even yeah. a really good I think option because that's basically what the dole like as taxpayers like that's what I love people to use the dole for is like to start their own business you know and to use the time yeah yeah Mm. if you've been on the dole for a year you can actually start a business and still get the dole for the first year yeah because I did nails because of the dole I was on the dole as a lone parent and um I was able to do back to education Mm -hmm. and this was just a nail course I didn't ever think that I'd be able to do something like that I thought it would have to be like a degree yeah like proper college but they paid for I think 80% 80% of that That's course amazing. and I was able to just dip my toe back in mm-hmm. work because yeah. I hadn't worked for so long but just being a full-time mom and I yeah. was like and even the skill set that I got from working in tropical popical was yeah. like invaluable that I still use like daily totally Louis actually my brother's doing that at the moment he went back to educate he was on the dole now he's doing a course in um music design for video games and he's like yeah. in that mm. Pulse studio, so which is cool. a really yeah. like oh, really, yeah, it's really it's like the best in Ireland for like kind of music design mm. and music. So like there are, I think definitely look into those options because yeah. getting external investors can seem like a great idea, but I think it could be a little, you can be taking on a lot with that. Like totally. use what yeah. the state provides, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, are there grants? There definitely are. There's all that like young business yeah. person where you don't pay tax for like the first two years mm-hmm. and yeah. you have to go through a certain kind of. Like you do have to like module. research yourself yeah. it's not just handed to you like I definitely I was on the dole for a long time before realizing that yeah, oh yeah. this is an option but you were saying about like you pay you deal with a because you don't have a product and mm-hmm. it's your time yeah. so you um have a price point yeah how did you figure that out that's always the question yeah that it? is a good question I mean I still don't know if it's right mm-hmm. like I 
I don't know. It's so hard because I find, because I have done, not less so now, but I've done the past, like, a bit of freelance social media stuff. Yeah. And, it, like, it depends on who you're billing, first off. It does, off. yeah. Because, like, you know, some people are just like, yeah, you could technically go in and be like, 60 an hour, and the person's like, I don't fucking have that money, you know, that well, way. Well, it's different if it's a business yeah, or if it's a person. Totally. So, like, you know, I think that's always the big question with freelancing though it's like your rate my dad always laughs because he's like works for himself and he's like oh I have to figure out your rate now it's yeah difficult I remember one time <laughs> I got asked to do some like social media Instagram job yeah and they I was on the phone to this agency and they like I had I'm still I'm like so like yeah, that kind of stuff yeah. And they were like, so, on the phone asking me, like, usually via email, I can think about it yeah. and, like, respond. That's why they do that. I know, yeah. so I was on the phone and they were like, so, have you got any idea just off the top of your head about rates? And I was like, so unprofessional. I was like, who else is on the <laughs> books for this? And they were like, James Cavanagh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how much is James Cavanagh getting? <laughs> they told me. Did and they? I was like, okay, knock a hundred off that, I'll take that. And they were like, okay. And That's like, amazing. Mm, grand. That's amazing. I was just like being honest yeah I'm, like, I'm not gonna to be. it was kind of like you have to differentiate between like looking yeah. professional and competent but yeah. also admitting so that like I don't fucking confident. know I was just, so like, just like what do they get mm, what do they get and just like if you want me to just spill a number I'll ask your number yeah. what do you what money is available because like yeah. it can be so ambiguous when like a company reaches out to you or whatever you're mm-hmm. like I literally don't know at all budget wise yeah. so if I'm going to be touching on the worry is either that you go too low and you've missed out on a bigger paycheck or else that you go too high and you don't get oh, the job at like, all in the same week I sent quotes to two different companies and one of them got back to me saying oh my god amazing yes and I was like oh, yeah I undersell myself I totally undersell myself <laughs> yeah. and the other company was like oh my god you're way too expensive like fair quote. play if you're charging that much but like we can't afford that and it's but one tip that I got uh, which is more so if you're doing like freelancey kind of work which is yeah. good is like so if you, it's all like maths based, but it actually yeah. really helps you. So if you figure out roughly a salary that mm-hmm. you would want to be on, say like 40K a year, literally do it, like divide totally. that by 12, that's your monthly thing. Obviously yeah. all before tax. Then divide that by four, that's your weekly rate. Then divide that by, you know, get it, and then get yeah. it down to the hour. So, and then also you have to know like, you know, it depends on how many hours you're working. If you're getting a freelance job and it's 35 hours yeah. a week, you will charge less because and it's a six month contract say. Yeah. that's you're going to end up charging less but if it's like two hours a week for like a month you know you will mm. usually charge more for that yeah. so it, it you have to kind of like also I find you know ask other people who I are doing so. your job yeah be like hey, yeah. look how much are you fucking charging like me and yeah. Lindsay do that sometimes we all get asked for things and I'll ask my friends who are also doing similar shit I'm like how much did you get paid when you did that last year totally. and I think we have to like push past the kind of awkwardness of I money know, talk yeah you know like I mean I felt so like kind of rude or just inappropriate yeah. asking that question but like yeah fuck it. I, I'm not gonna keep the random secrecy that exists around money because it's only playing myself and putting yeah. me in awkward mm. positions like so a big question we got as well was um and I think people ask us this and are so like intrigued so what would your day-to-day be like so when you don't have yeah. the restraints of like a nine-to-five and a boss how do you kind of self-motivate? Yeah. So I am like, I've kind of, yeah, like I was saying, worked for myself for like a couple of years, even if I had part-time jobs and then I would do like some kind of freelance graphic design work and everything. 
at the start, I'd do any hours. Yeah. I'd be like, getting up late, having me lunch, whatever. And then my friends would all like come home from work at five and they'd be like, hey, do you want to go for a drink? And I'd be like, ah, I'm only starting working now. Like, yeah. what do I do? So I learned very quickly that I kind of had to just get into the same schedule as everyone else. Yeah. Whereas my life is like so out of whack that it's like, you can't really like date or hang out with friends or anything because mm. you're like working till 7 or 8 p.m. and on weekends. Or and even emailing back clients. Like if they're emailing you yeah. at 9 a.m., you can't be emailing them at 8 p.m. Midnight. No. Hey, yeah. hon. It's like, you know, you want to be on the ball and be in. You need office hours the same time that your clients yeah. are having office hours. That professionalism of like, I mean, we do it with it girls where we won't write back to emails yeah. during the weekend because it just kind of yeah, looks same. a bit random yeah, yeah. or yeah. at night time yeah yeah um but i do kind of believe that you just have to set yourself some standards and some goals and like if you're gonna work for yourself like you probably find the same mm. you just have to have these little rules that you yeah. go by that yeah. like i tried to get up at like I mean, try, I love the snooze button. I was just thinking this morning, my snooze button is like my form of self-care. Like I set my alarm for half seven and I woke up and I was like, I deserve to stay in bed till half eight. So I reset it to yeah. half eight and I was like, self-care. And I like went back to I sleep. See, what I do is like, and it infuriates me because definitely one of my thousand New Year's resis is to get up earlier. Yes. Yeah, and have a set time to get up. Me too. Because like, I'm so indulgent with that and I will mm. let other things go. I'll be like, if you get up now, you can shower, you can yeah. look good and feel more presentable during the day, but I will be like, fuck it. Yeah. Who needs makeup or who needs a shower? Yeah. And I'll be like, feeling literally mean, out of bed, throwing on clothes and out the door and feeling so unprepared yeah. and un- not together and meeting up with like people who are way more together. And yeah. I'm like, was it worth it for that no. extra half an hour in bed? I've tried the classic trick, which has helped worked very well for the like, last, what, 20 days of January, where I charge my phone on the other side of the room. Yeah. And I leave my alarm mm-hmm. on. And too. it actually, I remember I used to do it and then I just stopped for whatever reason. And I've started it again since moving into this apartment and it has helped me so much because it there's just something about getting out of bed mm-hmm. even if you do click sometimes I will still click snooze because I'm like I might just kind of lie back in yeah. bed but usually by the time I've stood up got back into bed I'm kind of on my phone I'm kind of like yeah I'm awake I'm trying to not scroll in the morning yeah because sometimes I'll grab my phone if it is on the opposite side of the room and then get back into bed yeah. and be like, okay I'll just wake myself up a little minute and even just looking at the screen for the first 10 minutes of the day just tires me out. I'm like, oh, I'll have another 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm just sucked in and I'm like, what am I looking at? Oh my at? God, will like, I admit something? Yes, yes please. <laughs> We're all about the admissions. We are. <laughs> so I have like the screen time thing that you oh, know, yeah. it's like, you've reached your limit. Yeah. Sometimes I reach my limit before I get Oh, oh my god, god. I I've done that and I was like okay this limit is actually giving me more anxiety yes. than I thought it would I just do now um I think I got this from Rosie Connolly she was talking about getting up early only the other day and she says she just lies in bed and counts backwards from five so uh, five four three just, two one I'm up I do that wow. in the shower because <laughs> I love to scald myself oh, same. I'm like, and then I have to go ten nine and then when I get to, to turn oh the god, shower I'm because I will that. stand there I will stand in the shower and just be like oh I and love showers so in winter yeah but like that is that's what I did this morning I was like if I just because I, if I give myself like the snooze button or 10 minutes, mm, yeah. I just elongate it when the 10 minutes comes. Totally. I'm like, oh, sure. Oh, it's an hour. It's always an hour. Mm. So say, for example, right. So you said Mondays are your days for kind yeah. of admin setting up. What are then, how do you structure the rest of your week in terms of like, do you try to do meetings in the mornings? And I know we mentioned earlier that you work from uh, Atelier Macer. So yeah. like, do you try go there every day or? So I book all my meetings in the morning because the only way I actually don't snooze my alarm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I literally have like, someone accountable. Have to have someone to me accountable so I meet someone like in the morning if I have a meeting then yeah so I usually 
get up, have a breakfast, meet someone, then I would go into the studio. I like work till twelve. Like it's not that interesting. I'd like have my laptop, work mm-hmm. till twelve, have my lunch, work till just depending what day. And when do you, you say work, how would you structure like what are you doing? Is it emails before work or is it yeah, so planning like, the week? I have a diary that I strictly use and write it on my to-do list in and everything. Me and are getting into diarying. Yeah, it's amazing. It has made me, it has given me such clarity. Yeah. I swear yeah. to fucking God. Yeah, it's like, amazing. I love putting things in it. I'm like, I can see everything. Totally. Mm. And like, I actually do this thing because like I'm trying to be more like positive and stuff. Every morning before I write my to-do list, I write like five things I'm grateful for on that page mm. and sometimes it's hard because I might arrive into work and I'm like oh my god I have so much to do and I'd be like okay I just need to like get it all out yeah mm-hmm. and then like I go to write and I'm like I have to do my five things I'm like okay yeah and I write them out but it does actually help it puts think. your mind in a nicer kind of more chill positive yeah. space and yeah. if you're like feeling stressed or something it's actually a good way to be like okay I'm actually grand yeah you know like yeah. I have my friends I have my family like totally. that's actually what's important yeah because if you see a lot to do it can be overwhelming and you yeah. can be thinking like my life is so negative I have all this horrible stuff mm. to do yeah. but then you're it'd like, be like Okay. Yeah. It's actually actually, okay. Yeah, they're apparently really good for mental health as well. Practicing yeah. Gratitude in yeah. twenty twenty. Um. So yeah. So you'll do your list. Do my list, and then like I do. So most of my job is on my computer. Mm-hmm. I do three D drawings and mock ups of like all the designs that I do, and then I source and order materials and furniture. So that is kind of the bulk of all of my work. Mm-hmm. I love a day of three of drawing. Like yeah. if I have to do three D drawings, I could just sit there for hours. I love looking at your drawings. You need yeah. to post more of them on Instagram. Those are just I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. Mm. <laughs> and did yeah, you learn that them. in college? No, I taught myself that. Really? No yeah, so I actually couldn't use that software and I got that first client. No way. Yeah, so I taught myself on that job. And do you think that your like knowledge from the graphic design course helped you like knowing to yeah. use softwares? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like in that course obviously I could use the whole creative adobe suite yeah. and stuff and lots of the software then just your skills transfer yeah like yeah, across yeah. and it there's like slight yeah. little difference but like you're grand mm. yeah so i kind of do that have lunch and then i come back and like yeah i mean it's not that interesting it's just like a normal job once once you get into the, the nitty run of things yeah. you're like actually just like sitting at your computer doing your drawings and stuff so mm. uh, the um, next question which i think is very kind of bounces off that is um how to deal with loneliness and isolation while being self-employed like not having anyone to bounce ideas off and how do you stay self-motivated okay, so great question yeah. Definitely. So loneliness so, and isolation. Well, shall we talk about that first? Yeah, I used to work from home, mm. and I was living with Sarah. Yeah, my yeah. sister. I was living with Sarah when I started this business, and I was working from home. And I'd be like in my bedroom at my desk, like working all day. And then she'd arrive home at like half five, and I'd be like, "Hello!" <laughs> like into the kitchen. I'd be like, "How's your day? What are you up to?" Like, and no, gone from work. Literally, and like me with Evan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hi. He's like, Ugh. Like, <laughs> yeah, and she would have like, I mean, she never said it, but she would have worked all day with loads of people. So yeah. I'm sure by the time she got home, she was probably like, ah, alone time. Yeah. And then here's me, like a little gremlin <laughs> in the kitchen being like, how are you getting on? <laughs> I think she loved it, but I can totally get where, I mean, it, with a friend vibe, because yeah. we were friends, there's that give and take with relationships. So it can be a lot more like... Oh, shut the fuck up. Do you know that? I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did that for a while and then I was like, I need to get out of the house. So I got a studio space in the Mart, in Creative mm-hmm. Studio, and it was um, a co-working space and that was the best thing I ever did. 
the people in there are still like my really really close friends where was it again that was um in portobello okay. they're actually knocking down the building to make oh, a hotel no or a of course and how did you find out about that um through one of my other friends who through archie he had been there for the summer so he was a graphic oh, cool. designer yeah so like I just was putting out the feelings. I was like, I need a studio. Yeah. I think once you start asking around and looking on Facebook, because that's yeah. actually where I found it. People share little ads. And just uh, to be transparent, how much was that? Because I, I yeah. think that that's something that I always find. I remember for a while I was looking into like things with me and Lindsay and sometimes those places are so hard to get a quote mm. for. They're like, call us for a quote. And I'm like, I just kind of want to know roughly how yeah. much I'm mm. talking about. So that was 250 euro a month. That's really good. Amazing. Is it like because... a hot desk kind of thing? No. No. Proper desk with Dang. storage, massive desk, actually like the size of, like a, two people could sit at us. Business expense as well. Yeah, business expense. So you get like your tax back. And then actually when I went in, I saw how amazing all their work was. And I was mm. like, oh my God, I need to up my game. Oh, okay. So like it's Being good around. for so many reasons. Totally. I was like working harder, make, like pushing myself to make better work. I met loads of amazing people that I've like, I'm friends with now or ended up working with mm-hmm. um like Dublin is so small that truly like if you want to start getting into the creative scene just start going to things yeah put Our yourself openings out there and stuff yeah like that. openings there's always like group shows like just being there you don't even have to necessarily talk to anyone at the start yeah but mm-hmm. you start to see the same people at every event and then you're like oh, okay they like slowly accept in. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like Italian Macy has shows on four times a year. And like they're always so fun because Jameson sponsors them. They're so people kind of get like a little bit lit and you end up like chatting to randomers. Yeah. And they're really cool though because it's always, it's a really good like condensed amount of creatives in one mm. building. So you're gonna end up chatting to someone or yeah. you'll even if you're with a friend, they'll know someone and mm. you'll end up meeting them through them, you know, that way. And I think networking is a huge thing, especially yeah. in your uh business, but ours as well. To be honest, I yeah. think any type of if you are self employed, like talk to everyone because you never know where that could lead yeah. to. It could be a client, it could be just someone who can help you. Mm. Like, yeah. you know, all those little things are I so important. really believe in like knowing what you're looking for. So be open to opportunities, but also like do out your goals and know what you're kind of aiming for. Yeah. If you want to paint a mural, just start telling people because it comes back around. Totally. If you're mm-hmm. looking for a studio space, start telling people it comes back around. Yeah. It's all these things that you're like, if you know what you're looking for and, and if you, you start put it like, putting it out there, it totally comes back. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. for isolation loneliness, um, I would recommend getting a studio space if you can. If not, go to events and just start meeting people for coffee. Go out for like work in a cafe, text someone on Instagram, just be like, hey, I love your work. Like, do you want to get a coffee mm. sometime? Everyone says yes. Like, yeah. I've never found anyone who's like, no. You know, like, I've had, <laughs> yeah. like, no. Yeah, like, people yeah. Are, and Dublin's so small. Like, everyone's super friendly. Yeah. And how do you find, because I know that there are some people, maybe, like, we obviously are three girls from Dublin, but I do feel that, like, if you are from other parts of Ireland and you're mm. coming up to Dublin to try and crack the, like, the creative yeah. industry, it can feel like even the blogging industry can feel mm-hmm. kind of insular and yeah. that they don't really clicky. accept like outsiders and it's clicky. Yeah. So yeah. did you find that? Like, cause I totally get what you were saying. If you're consistent with going to events and putting yourself out there, eventually they mm. do kind of let you in. It is, it, it's a slower yeah. um, kind of acceptance. Yeah, it's a slower thing. It is sobering. But then I would again go back to the coffee thing. Yeah. I think that's a great way. Like if you find one person through Instagram, that you mm. kind of like, vibing with their work you're like I think we have whatever similar style or 
even like you can kind of pick up on people's personalities a little bit yeah. on Instagram. Like if yeah. you feel like you could maybe get on with this person, maybe they're the right person to be like, you're in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like Take you under their wing a little and be like, you in, can come to this. Yeah. yeah. And Instagram is a good kind of a platform for that because it's not as like intimidating as no. walking up to someone at an art opening in their group of friends and being like, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, that's work. terrifying. Yeah, like mm-hmm. on Instagram, you can be like doing the, you know, the teaser campaign, like liking their pics and yeah. they might follow you back yeah. and then you can be like, hey, look, I've just started out and whatever the hell it is. Totally. Would you ever fancy a coffee or where do you work? I'd love to come and see your studio mm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that way. Yeah. A lot of the times people will be open to like helping you. You yeah. know, that way. Like I don't, I think you can get scared off by yeah i think so those creative things though i do get it because the creative kind of circle in any city i think can be quite intimidating yeah yeah you know that way because like if you're on the outside it seems like everything's so cool yeah but then when you're in it you're like realize that people are so normal yeah like even within like whatever creative scene Mm. it doesn't even feel like that. yeah um, or they can look like they have it all together and they're so yeah but then you kind of were like oh actually everyone is still everyone's making it up. rising and grinding and hustling and we all so, have anxiety yeah <laughs> we had um a few questions around and actually you and i were talking about this the other day about kind of working with women and being like female creatives mm. what kind of seems to be different than the way men are yeah, creatively yeah. like i see a lot of like guys in dublin and in ireland doing like really well and they're very they're very good at like sharing their skill sets Mm -hmm. so within like say um off the top of my head kojak is that a rapper and he has like a lot of the circle around him i think he's that and then he has his friend who's more maybe the musician whatever and then he'd have like a videographer and he have like they seem to be a lot more in unison with like helping each other creatively where Mm. i feel i don't know do we see that as much with females do you find that do you think we are becoming more like kind of woke about it like maybe it's changed a little bit recently mm-hmm. but definitely I found a couple of years ago like especially when I was in college I felt like very much an outside of okay like there was I don't know there's kind of a, yeah I think guys get each other jobs yeah honest. yeah now I I'm not hating on them and I actually think like um it's kind of a what where did I say like a power like it's like a amazing that we are women yeah and we can understand things in different ways like whether it's like socially or empathetically or whatever like our value in design and creativity has equal weight as men because mm-hmm. sometimes we can see things differently you know mm-hmm. I don't know um, yeah different perspective yeah different perspective I know what you're saying about like guys getting each other work do you think girls do the same I don't know. I feel like, from my experience anyway, I feel yeah. like I would a lot quicker do something that I may not necessarily be skilled at rather than trying to outreach. Yeah, same. To be like, you know, I would, even Jenny and I, like before we mm. had Evan, we never thought to maybe write to someone to be like, could you take these photos? Yeah, or could yeah. you do that? Yeah. We would just use each other and try and work out with our more basic level skill set. We're not photographers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I do feel like maybe, I don't know if it's, if, in business men are more so like good at delegating like different yeah. people like to different things we're like do you know yeah. like we find it hard to 
ask people to do stuff for totally. us so we'll just do things that we may not be very good yeah. at and not and have a subpar sometimes output as yeah. yeah which is and it takes you know us longer to do that things so then it's the time wasting experience yeah. do you know the way like it's something that i definitely have noticed and i actually have been actively working against mm-hmm. i mean not against but like i've been trying to kind of emulate that in my own life that i have like my friends who can help me with like photography and web stuff or whatever and I do try to lean towards females because I've seen men do it I'm like I can have that too yeah you know like I should be big enough my female friends like we should be banding together as much as I've seen men do it yeah mm-hmm. I find it kind of hard to talk about this because I'm like I don't actually have hate towards yeah what guys do in those circles like, I think it's the opposite I, of hate if we're getting inspired by yeah them. I think yeah. that's you know? more it, I think emulating it is saying that it's something that you want to nurture in your yeah. own circle you know that way and like there's nothing I don't think there's anything wrong with men looking out for men because maybe sometimes those yeah. guys are actually there maybe there's something in the way that those guys are holding themselves that's more proactive like yeah I find a lot of the times you know and this could be seen as like really stereotypical but like at those events like say at like openings or whatever a lot of the time you'll see the guys kind of like being a bit more like talking businessy or like kind of using that as like a leverage where sometimes I can find women can like uh, which is not a bad thing but sometimes I can find myself in like blogger events say for example uh me and Lindsay will go and you're kind of more like talking around gossiping or chatting there isn't as much talk about like oh so did you get that job and blah blah blah, or like helping each other out Mm -hmm. so much so like when you can do that why not you know that Mm -hmm. way like I think it has to be something that's like nurtured in that circle you know that way I think as well in terms of like say we got this question have you felt victim to gender bias and that kind of thing and I think now that we're seeing we were talking about like places like the wing where it's a female only like working experience and that kind of stuff but I do think for us to like I just think we should separate gender from skill like I mean I and with how we work with it gals like we will look for an accountant photographer cinematographer whatever we're needing and it's just looking at their skills and what they can offer and if she's a female or he's a male or whatever yeah just taking that like I think not worrying about Being it like objective yeah. about it totally because like, you saw that come up around uh the oscars yeah and i tweeted about it like people were like another year no female director was put forward for it. and i'm like okay yeah but like the more we keep calling them female directors the more we're differentiating between a director who happens to be a female or a director who happens to be a male mm. like people should go should be awarded for their work it's the work it's not the gender yeah totally. and but and that's actually like seeing it from a place of equality because it's saying that both either mm-hmm. gender or whatever the hell you identify as are all capable of producing like as good work as each other there's nothing within yeah. us that's better mm-hmm. or worse you know that totally. way like we might come with it as you said from a different perspective from a different perspective or a different way of working like yeah. being more like you know there's with directing especially people are like you know, women aren't this and around that, but like there's great ways of women directing. It's like they're more maybe empathetic and yeah. people oriented and like they can maybe get closer to their actor yeah, actors. Yeah. And mm-hmm. But you have to look at it as like, that's a skill set instead of being like, she's a female director per her, she'll never get it. You know, that yeah. way I find that that's kind of more debilitating. I feel it in like, say emails, I think sometimes mm. the way like females, where if we're writing to like a woman, I'm definitely trying to like de- feminized yeah like, stereotypically but yeah it's the kind of like I don't want to leave kisses anymore at the end of emails and just sometimes or being just 
when you're emailing like say the way we would converse with our accountant who's yeah. mailed then to some female sometimes you're like hope your week's great mm. blah blah girly 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 chat mm-hmm. da 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 can you do this but with a man you're like straight to the point mm. in, it's, a, it's just trying to exchange information to like get the work done or whatever yeah. as quick as possible yeah. I know or like I find the same like if I get an email from a man sometimes I'm like oh, that was so mean and then I'm like yeah. no it was just a fact yeah, yeah it was yeah. just like not a female being like hey how are you like yeah. hope this is going well can you do x x and x like whatever and sometimes I'm not arsed writing to someone and having to be like so really yeah. need you to send that thing can we do that hope your weekend was great sometimes when I'm like can you send that yeah thanks but you can feel like a yeah. bitch or like what's the update and like I think that also there are things that like you know men can learn from women as well because sometimes there are, there is room for that like saying that in the mm. nature of the work that Lindsay and I work with we're talking about PR companies mm. the last thing you want to do to a PR company is to be like hey where's my package <laughs> yeah. like you yeah. know you have to also which maybe some men could do yeah and speak inappropriately to different but like it's knowing of who you're talking to which comes well. into yeah. even working together like you yeah. want to work with people who are enjoyable to work with so if I don't know if it's a kind of a learning curve but like females I do feel in the workspace still have to be you know careful a yeah. bit with how they handle themselves because you can mm. be labeled as a bitch so yeah. quickly which is like doesn't happen with men yeah no, I don't feel no but then like like the social aspect is really important in my job as well yeah meeting clients I'm going into their home or their workplace yeah. it's like so much more about my relationship with them than anything else and like lots of interior designers and I found the same like actually end up making friends with their clients because yeah. like you're so much in their lives and if you're in their home it's like such a mm. vulnerable place and like an intimate area yeah you know that way where and you're... like you design it so that it can enhance the way they live mm. at home mm. so they're telling you like their personal things mm. about where they and they're experiencing it every or, day yeah exactly you know that way it's every day they wake up they see their gaff you know it's yeah. very much in their present tense you yeah know? yeah so it is just that I don't know if it's like Yeah, I think I'm the same with you. I think people should just be honored for what they're actually good at. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, anyway, I know that when I was younger, I didn't nurture my skills because I didn't know what they were. And like, I'm sure it boils down to whether you're male or female. You need to be able to find out what you're actually good at and take some time to like get nurture. to know yourself, nurture it, learn. I love the saying that it's um, grow the roots and you see the fruits mm. I'm like that's what you have to do yeah it's mm. all about like tending to the roots like making sure everything's good whatever and then after like a while of like working on yourself or working on a project or whatever you have the end result and that's mm-hmm. kind of like what you get to show everyone but it's all the background like lower work that matters so when I was younger I don't know if it's because it's female or male or No, I mean female. <laughs> Or male. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. It's 2020, so. Yeah. <laughs> But like, I didn't know what I was good at and I didn't have any hobbies and I was just like, I dated lots of boys. Yeah. And I kind of would take on whatever they were interested mm. in. Yeah, a lot of girls do that. Yeah. That's so a big, like, women are quite adaptive in that way. Totally. Which is not a bad thing. No. You know but like, I, mean? I had a boyfriend yeah. from the age of 15 to 23. Oh my God. Like all different boys. I went yeah. out with like five different boys yeah. in that time. <laughs> so like... Actually, side note, I saw, you know, the, it's like the decade. Everyone's like, look, oh, yeah. in the last decade. You're like a decade of boyfriend. Someone tweeted that they were like, um, lived in three countries, had one baby, got married. And I was like, hmm. Like reflecting mine, I was like, I, I did the leaving cert. And then I was like, <laughs> and I had six boyfriends. Okay, <laughs> grand. <laughs> But I mean, you take... 
unleave things from every experience. Yeah. yeah like you know? Yeah. But then when I was 23, I was like, okay, I don't know who I am. Mm. I need to just discover like what I'm good at because all the boys that I had dated all had their things, mm. you know, like they all had their interests, all things they were good at. And I enjoyed like getting to be part of that and like learn about their hobbies, but I'd never spent any time getting to know myself. Yeah. So I then was single for three years and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Like I started, you know, doing photography, dancing, mm. loads of things. But then I was like, oh, this is who I am. Yeah. So now I feel like a lot stronger, more comfortable and like my skill set and what I'm good at, know what I'm good at with work and yeah. then being able to reach out to other people to get their skill sets in like yeah, before I, think, I just didn't know. Yeah. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. like with the whole like gender bias thing is like, you know, so often it can be talked about in the way that like, you know, there's things that, that you know, they're like, they're like it's a male dominated, mm. every industry is male dominated and you have to be this, this and this and you have to be like, you know, really outspoken. Yeah. But like also realizing that like there's skills, just like there's probably maybe inherent personality traits that some men, ha- like uh, like successful men have. There's also like inherent personality traits that some women have yeah. that men have to really strive for to like say for example like people skills mm-hmm. being able to socialize really well being able to uh, be empathetic towards yeah. other people like I find a lot of men lack in that and that can hinder their success as well you know and yeah it's all about like kind of recognizing what you see say if it is in men in in the business that's something that I've tried to practice over the last few years is like instead of seeing it as like brutish and being like oh they're so this and that and I'm like okay well there's a set of guys who are really successful and they're all like that why Mm. is that and what kind of aspects of that personality can I in some way emulate and Mm -hmm. will it help me Mm -hmm. you know that way and not kind of get bogged down the whole like people will think I'm a bitch it's like sit and spin yeah Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like and if it doesn't come naturally to you also kind of nurturing aspects of you you could be like I'm really good at networking I'm good at meeting people I'm good at talking to people and Mm -hmm. that isn't always something that I find a lot of men are great at you know kind of going in on a personal level so I also actually think it's so exciting to be a woman Mm. and to be like Mm. working really hard growing your business like gradually growing success and being like yeah it doesn't fucking matter if you're yeah. a male or a yeah. female no. and you're like working hard, you're meeting people, you're out there every day. Like that's so exciting. Yeah. And I mean, we are similar in the sense of like, you know, men have a st- certain standard that they feel yeah. that they have to stand, like reach, Yeah, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of, cause we can get so like, eh, women, it's so hard to be a woman. Yeah. But like men have just as much stress mm-hmm. on their so- shoulders Definitely. feeling like, you know, they have to be seriously successful to maintain a family and like support a wider greater thing than just them that's yeah. like something that I think was definitely sold to them growing up that like you have to be able to provide yeah. and you go to work and you bring home you know the money and you're off doing your thing and I don't want to know about it for women there's a little bit more of leeway kind of yeah there's space there to work within and figure out yeah mm. so that's an exciting place to be in yeah definitely. so yeah I mean, for I sure, that's probably all we have for today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much Thank for you coming for on. You have such a positive voice and an inspiring uh, gal. Yes, yes, we will uh, tag her, but go follow Spacey Studios yes, and Spacey uh, Nim Cake on Instagram. You can go check out a load of her work, which is just gorgeous. And you know, follow her along her journey. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much, Nim. Yeah, thanks. Thank Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.